Mama. That's not right. <sighs> the stuffing That's goes where? Yes, ma'am. Uh, YouTube. Oh, by the way, ouch. If you guys ever, I found this really cool program. Okay, you go to download.com and you type in uh, YouTube Downloader. You can actually download videos from YouTube to your computer. I don't know if you knew that. And you can convert it from FLV Flash to like any kind of format you want MOV, MWV, AI, AVI, like you name it. JPEG. We're dogging it. No, those aren't video files, guys. Those are, those are static. Anyways. anyway, so check it out. It's really cool. So that's how I got this. I just went to YouTube and I downloaded it. It was pretty sweet. Anybody want a dehydrated apple? Yeah? There you go. Oh, I was going to say that after he put it in his mouth. <laughs> uh, hey, so what, you guys, what are you guys doing for Thanksgiving? Just throw it out. Tell me what you're doing. What's happening? You're going to Barstow. That's exciting. ATV. That's not one of those extensions on YouTube, is it? No. Okay. <laughs> right on. You gonna do any turkey stuff, or are you just gonna you know play out in the desert until you die from it? Or that would be kind of what's going on. Cool to die right on ATV. You don't know yet. Play by ear. Go to Denny's. Prime rib. My uncle's a big prime rib fan. From Taco Bell. Oh. Prime rib, like the real stuff. Oh, okay. A whopper. A whopper. <laughs> a whopper of a prime What are you doing, girl? <laughs> I'm doing this for Thanksgiving. <laughs> so. I'm going to Glendora to go see my auntie. Auntie M? Nice. Like a fries. You ever heard of fries? No, but hey. Yeah. There's one off of the 91 freeway just past the 55. It's on the right-hand side by the little amusement park. Check it out. Really cheap prices. Cheap computer prices. Free free plug advertisement there for him. What? You can also go to eBay. Check out. We got that monster computer back there. It's like totally. It's loaded with stuff for like a grand. I mean, it's got like the as high as you can get from um, gigabytes and all that. And it, terabytes? Not quite terabytes. Yeah, that's a little big. It's not top notch. No. I didn't get my money's worth. Shucks. What do you guys? What are some of your traditions? What do you guys do for Thanksgiving? Food. Eat. Drink until you do what? Drunken turkey. Drunken turkey. You put sherry on it and oh. stuff it in the like thing, and then it Actually, like, my dad just cooks wine with the turkey. Really? And my mom puts sherry in it, and then kind of tenderizes it. Like takes the it takes like the alcohol away from it and just gives it. We used to smoke our turkeys every year. It was the biggest zigzag you could find, man. Actually. Oh, oh, oh. I had a, actually, I was smoking a turkey for a friend because he did a drywall in our house. I said, hey, I'll smoke you a turkey. And um, I was up there. I was finishing doing the tile on my roof. And I'm, um, I'm tiling. And this guy's walking down the street. He's like, hey, you're, uh, your smoker's on fire. And I hang over the side of the roof where it is. And it's like on the side of my house. The thing's like in flames. <laughs> so I took it out. This thing was a charcoal smoked turkey. <laughs> It was okay. He just peeled off the outside. It tasted great. But, you know, it, just, it looked like somebody charbroiled it. Man. It's crazy. You do? That's like the number one like hated thing. It's so good though. Did you catch anything on fire last year? No, we were very careful. Cut off inside the little box of a light catch a fire like that. This is before or after he had the fro? Last year, after. After the fro. So then you had like a coffin and then like a trash can. <laughs> <laughs> hey, how about you guys want to do some turkey trivia? Just real quick, a little some turkey trivia? Okay. Oh, this is, yeah, this is the title of our message. Turkeys are for turkeys. Turkeys are for turkeys. And that's, that's no kind of racial, you know, 
spam or anything. So here you go. Let's take this. Take some turkey quiz. Question number one: The long fleshly skin that hangs over a turkey's beak is called a what? The goblin. The goblin. The goblin. The goblin. Uh, Simon, tell us what they have. It's a snood. That's the same thing. That's not really their eye. It's like it connected to their beak right by their eyeballs. Yeah, what is the color of a wild turkey's naked head and neck? What color does it change when they're, when they're mating? Stuff you never... <laughs> you guys are old enough. You guys have been through science class. You know how this works. Blue. Blue. It's because of oxygen and blood flow. You, you, you cut the oxygen to any part of your body, it's going to turn blue. Anyway, female turkeys are called hens. What are the male turkeys called? Turkeys. <laughs> nope. They're called toms. And you know what? Male turkeys gobble. Hens don't gobble. They make the clucking noise. Do they, say, they say that male turkeys can actually be heard like a mile away when they're clucking together. Yeah, that's good information. It's good for you to have. How many feathers can a turkey have when it reaches maturity? How many, how many pick 3,500? <laughs> okay, question number five, four, five, five is, how fast can a wild turkey run? 60 miles, two miles. Close, miles you're close. That's almost as fast as a cheetah, right? Can't cheetahs run like 80, 75? <laughs> Can you imagine that? What? If no cheetahs can't run 200 miles an hour, <laughs> that's fast. Up to 55 miles an hour depends on if someone's hunting them or not. It's, a, it's like an Elmer Fudd kind of moment. Can you like imagine like one of us going behind trying to pull one of the feathers? It turns around. Have you guys ever seen Hot Shots? Have you ever seen Hot Shots? They take the the chicken and he fires the chicken at the guy. That's like a turkey speed, okay? Take it up to turkey speed, Captain. Okay. So, <laughs> what do turkeys like to eat on Thanksgiving? Stuff it. They don't. Peanut. They don't. And the answer is? Stuffing. Nothing. They're done. Already. Oh, oh, oh. Okay. Now, this is funny. <laughs> Who, in a letter to his daughter, proposed the turkey as the official United States bird? Yeah. <laughs> Can you imagine if our country had a turkey? Instead? It wasn't that it just tasted good. Isn't that crazy? The downplay. He said the eagle was bad. I don't know. I just can't. An eagle against a blue sky just it has a different image than a turkey against a blue sky. <laughs> It just doesn't say freedom to me. It says lard in the sky. Can you turn on the, the colored lights up here? Don't hit that enter button yet. Uh, thanks. Uh, yeah. Anybody know that answer? Why did the pilgrims do it? Because the Indians did it. Nope. Do you, do you know that the Indians actually use the, the feathers for their, their garments of cuckoo-ness and stuff? Huh? Oh. Okay. Yeah. So, uh, so, like I said, why do we eat turkey on Thanksgiving? Well, here's the answer. Check this out. Queen Elizabeth, of all people of the 16th century England was chowing down on roasted goose during a harvest festival when the news was delivered to her that the Spanish Armada had sunk on its way to attack her beloved England. The queen was so pleased that she ordered a second goose to celebrate the good news. Thus, goose became the favorite bird at harvest time in England. When the pilgrims arrived in America from England, roasted turkey replaced roasted goose as the main cuisine because wild turkeys were more abundant and easier to find than geese. Thank you, I know, Big Bear. I'm, I'm amazing. It's not all my fault. <laughs>
I did my homework, believe it or not. Okay, <laughs> other than some of you guys. So where did the first Thanksgiving come from? No, I, did, I didn't say where the first Thanksgiving came from. I said where the first turkey, like why did turkey come from? Where, where did the, okay, you're close. Anyway, so, <laughs> okay, I'm going to read you a little history lesson. Okay, bear with me real quick. It's, it's got some, you know, visual appeasement, and then we'll go to another little clip, which is really cool. So, okay, check it out. Native Americans celebrated many Thanksgivings, believe it or not, before the, what we thought was the Pilgrim's Thanksgiving. There were actually a ton of other giving thanks times like they did. So festival, like they did all these kinds of Thanksgiving festivals before Europeans even arrived to America. For example, the, one, the Wampanoag, <laughs> is that how you say it? Wampanoag, 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 Indians, <laughs> they were the allies to the pilgrims, held six Thanksgiving festivals during the year. The first recorded Christian Thanksgiving in America occurred in Texas on May 23, 1541, when the Spanish explorer Francisco. <laughs> That's kind of fun. Right? Francisco. Francisco Vasquez del Coronado and his men held a service of Thanksgiving after finding food, water, and pasture for their animals in the panhandle. Another Thanksgiving service occurred on June 30, 1564, when the French Huguenot colonists celebrated in solemn praise and thanksgiving in a settlement near what is now known as Jacksonville, Florida. Now, and then, before that even, or after that, before the pilgrims, on August 9, 1607, English settlers led by Captain George... I have to be really focused here, because there's a... <laughs> Try to follow with me because there's a lot of big words really quick. Okay, Captain George, I'm going to say Popham. <laughs> Popham joined Abenaki Indians along Maine's Kanabakek River for a harvest feast and prayer meeting. The colonists, living under the Plymouth Company <laughs> Charter, established Fort St. George around the same time as the founding of Virginia's Saint Jamestown colony. Unlike Jamestown, however, this site was abandoned a year later. So two years before the pilgrims on December 4th, 1619, a group of 38 English settlers arrived at Berkeley Plantation in what is now known as Charles City, Virginia. The group's charter required that the day of arrival be observed early as a day of thanksgiving to, the, to God. Captain John Woodleaf held the service of thanksgiving, and here is the section of the charter of Berkeley Plantation which specifies the thanksgiving service. Little paragraph. We ordain that the day of our ship's arrival at the place assigned for plantation in the land of Virginia shall be yearly and perpetually kept holy as a day of thanksgiving to Almighty God. Capital G. That was my... Big G, little odd. You did what with your teacher? So your mom's your teacher, right? Gotcha. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And like it's not a Christian school. And I have to do a report on like something so I chose the um Revolutionary War. Really? And like so at the end I ch- I said we should live like the way our founding fathers like George Washington yeah. and all of them. Like live and that's like according to God with the second Bible. And like I sent it I haven't sent it to my teacher yet, I'll do that tomorrow. Do you see how like all these stories I'm telling you guys about the, all these Thanksgiving they're all giving Thanksgiving to God? What do we they're not just like, I'm thankful for giving, or I'm thankful for you giving and getting. I'm thankful for getting. Not forgetting, but forgetting. <laughs> you see where it's all pointing? In addition to 1619, the colonists perhaps held service in, in 1620 and in 1621. The colony was wiped out in 1622. It was a private event, oh, yeah, obviously, limited to the Berkeley settlement. Thus, Spanish, French, and British colonists held several Thanksgiving services in America before the Pilgrim celebration in 1621. Most of these early Thanksgivings did not involve feasting. Boo! What? Really? You hear that? Did it involve fasting? Yeah, it did. Dude. The opposite. Yeah. 
<laughs> it does, man. <laughs> they didn't call it a feast so that you couldn't eat, you know? <laughs> so most of their early Thanksgivings did not involve feasting. They were religious in nature. So, for example, they had worship services of thankfulness to God. Do you know why you do the things you do for Thanksgiving? Why? Tradition! Excuse me, I got like the runny nose and the smelly feet tonight. It's... <clears throat> I, you know, I got this head cold and the guy gave me some uh, antibiotics. It's really helping me focus. So it's funny. <laughs> Isn't it funny how like today, we, after all of I just read you, which is our nation's history, that most people today, you ask them what, they, what Thanksgiving is, and they say it's a time to eat as much as you can and watch a football game. <laughs> Right? I mean, I agree. Wouldn't you agree? I mean, that's what I would do. Right? What do you? You guys usually hang out with family. Yeah. ATV, you know, whatever, whatever you do to show your thankfulness. I guess yeah, it's all good. We eat. As Americans, we eat plenty. That's why they call it the Horn of Plenty. We eat plenty. And actually, the horn was because it's kind of like a, um, it's kind of like a shotgun. You know, they take the horn and they just stuff the food down your throat and it goes right into your belly so you don't have to chew it. That's where the Horn of Plenty came from, in case you didn't know. Um. <laughs> That's not true. No, it's not true. Isn't it amazing? How many guys are in, are in cell groups? <laughs> I'm focused here. This is going somewhere. It's good. <laughs> you guys are in cell groups, so you guys have been watching The Truth Project. Isn't it amazing how much is like brought to light of what you thought you thought was true? And now you're like, you kind of find out what really, what the truth really is about even the whole voyage done to Plymouth Rock when they all landed in the, the Mayflower, the boat, right? Mayflower. You guys were never taught that in school? That's how you remembered the Mayflower was the boat? You would think, you think flower, right? You'd think flower. But they did this as a boat. Anyways, it's all good. But I bet... That's what the, the normal person would probably say something like that. They probably wouldn't even know about the Mayflower. Do you guys know what the Mayflower was all about? Yes. What, what was the Mayflower? The Mayflower it was, was the people looking for religious freedom. The Mayflower was a boat. Yes, I would say that. <laughs> <laughs> the Mayflower was a boat. There's going to be a Mayflower. And God likes to pick two of the animal, right? That's it, right there. Yes. That's it. And then they had the Israelites carry that boat around in the desert for 40 years. And that's why they all died. <laughs> no, the Mayflower was not the Ark. <laughs> wow, where do you guys get your theology from? <laughs> I go with a big bear high school. <laughs> what do you think... Joey said you you came up pretty close to this. What why why did the <laughs> why did the pilgrims come over on the Mayflower to the United States? Because it wasn't away from the oppression. To get religious freedom and not have to worship something that's close. No, you're close. You have, you guys heard of the Mayflower Compact? No. No? No? A compact? It has a makeup thing, dude. You just flip the thing open, it has a mirror in it, and they take it and they powdered their faces. It was all in the Mayflower. They all had them. No, okay, the Mayflower compact. It was a letter. I'm guessing you have a right? I use them all the time. Yeah. So, what I'm going to do is I'm going to play something for you guys. So you guys can understand a little better what the Mayflower Compact really was. It was not a makeup utility accessory item, okay? Check this video out. Maybe this will help you a little more.
discuss one of the most exciting and amazing historical events ever. The Mayflower Compact. This document says, wow. You will be both excited and amazed at how amazing this compact is. Oh, happy day, we arrive. The friendly natives brought gifts to the pilgrims. It would be several days before the pilgrims killed any of them. Here the minister gives the soldiers his recipe for New England clam chowder. The blunderbuss was a formidable weapon especially when used against a person who is unarmed. Here, famous chief Virginia Slim fires up a bowl. I don't know who this man is. Here we have the Mayflower Compact. It is sort of like a treasure map. The compact contains wisdom, knowledge, and treasure buried in it that is mind-blowing. Would someone like to read it for me, please? We whose names are underwritten have undertaken a voyage to plant the first colony in the northern parts of Virginia. Do by these presents solemnly and mutually of another covenant and combine ourselves together into a civil body politic for our better ordering and preservation and furtherance of the ends aforesaid. The Mayflower Compact is my favorite document of all American historical documents because it represents the way English people feel. Even though they would soon become Americans in a hundred and some years. Don't you agree? of our dread sovereign lord King James, by the grace of God, of Great Britain, France, and Ireland, king, defender of the faith, etc. This is the actual compact. This is actually what it said. What the guy was reading up there, did you notice how much he was taking out? He wasn't reading it. Having undertaken for the glory of God and advancement of the Christian faith in honor of our king and country, a voyage to plant the first colony in the northern parts of Virginia, do by these present solemnly and mutually in the presence of God and one of another, covenant and combine ourselves together into a civil body politic for our better ordering and preservation and furtherance of the ends aforesaid. And by virtue hereof to enact, constitute, and frame such just and equal laws, ordinances, acts, constitutions, and offices from time to time, as shall be thought most most meet and convenient for the general good of the colony unto which we promise all due submission and obedience, in witness whereof we have hereunder subscribed our names at Cape Cod 
the 11th of November in the year of the reign of our sovereign Lord King James of England, France and Ireland, the 18th, and of Scotland, the 54th, Anno Domini, 1620. I just read that whole thing. Isn't that Whoa, same? French. It looks kind of Latin too, huh? They're, yeah, they had a lot of like accents in their stuff there. Okay, here we go. Almost done with my history lesson. In December 1621, the earliest American Harvest Festival was celebrated by the pilgrims at Plymouth, Massachusetts. They would not have considered it a day of Thanksgiving since that would have been a religious holiday and feasting, dancing, and playing games would have been, of in, would have been inappropriate. They brought with them from England a tradition of celebrating the harvest for three days. Everyone say three days. Three days. After the pilgrims completed their first harvest, Governor Bradford declared a day of thanksgiving and prayer. In 1623, the pilgrims were suffering through a drought and the governor declared a day of fasting and prayer, which was suddenly turned into a celebration when the rains came. On February 22, 1631, the first public Thanksgiving, um, Bubba's favorite day, was a fast day. February 22, 1631, the first public Thanksgiving, a fast day, was celebrated in Massachusetts Bay Colony. Though many private celebrations had been recorded before this, the first Thanksgiving Day celebrated in New Amsterdam was in 1644 that commemorated the safe return of the Dutch soldiers from the battle with the Connecticut Indians near Stamford. After a few years, the habit of celebrating the harvest prevailed in most of New England. <sighs> yeah, you thought I was done. Comma. No, it was not an applause. It was a pause. Okay, pause for dramatic emphasis. Here we go. John Hansen. You guys know who John Hansen was? He was the first president of the United States. How many of you guys think that John Hansen was the first president of the United States? Ah, ah, ah. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> okay. Yeah, you guys got it. See, John Hansen, whom some said. Oh, don't put your hand over a mic when it's on your chest like that. It's bad. Okay. I'm like, what's that coming from? <laughs> what's the sound guy doing? Okay, John Hansen, whom some said was the first president of the United States, he was actually the first president of Congress from Maryland to serve under a fully ratified Articles of Confederation. I'm sure that makes a lot of sense to everyone here, right? Okay. Anyway, he declared that Thanksgiving as a national holiday to commemorate the victory of the 13 colonies over the British rule. Amen, right? Amen. Amen. Okay. Okay, here's one else. On November 26, 1789, this is like 100, almost 100 years later, or 60, whatever, uh, Thanksgiving Day was celebrated for the first time as a national holiday. Washington, at the request of Congress, had proclaimed a day of Thanksgiving for the Constitution, Anti-Federalists protest that this, his proclamation violated state rights. By the middle of the 19th century, many states had instituted their own Thanksgiving celebrations. So now we have Thanksgivings going around and all the different 13 colonies going on right now, but they're celebrating them on different days. So there's really no union as a, as a United States yet as far as what day we celebrate Thanksgiving on, right? Everyone said, right. Right. Okay, on October 3rd, 1863, Thanksgiving was proclaimed a national holiday by guess who? Yeah. Liber Abraham. Lincoln to be observed on the last Thursday in November. In 1939, guess who? Of all the presidents there was. FDR. Hey, good job. Oh. 1939, FDR moved Thanksgiving one week back in order to stimulate Christmas shopping. You know how we do that nowadays? We start playing Christmas music in the stores like five days before Thanksgiving to help stimulate Christmas shopping. That's awesome. I, I, I'm all for that. No commercialize too much. That's not my problem. But anyways, so guess what? In 1941, 
Congress adopts a joint resolution confirming the fourth Thursday, not the last Thursday, as Thanksgiving. And guess what happens today? In this, this day of our time of generation and years that have passed, it's still the fourth. Yeah. Woo! Aren't you glad to know the history? This is exciting stuff. So what? Who cares? Why do I tell you this? Big whoop to do to, right? So what do you do with this information? You sit around the top at the table and bring it up. You go, hey, you know where the first uh, Constitution was uh, adopted? Thanksgiving. So what's the big deal? What's Thanksgiving really all about? I mean, food. Thanks to God, food. What else? The, the Mayflower? That's part of it? You know, we try to focus... <laughs> we try to dumb it down and make it easy for us to understand and we think it's all about the pilgrims coming across. <laughs> I think it's all about John You try to dumb it down even further and make, it think, make us think that it was Noah crossing the desert with the Mayflower? No. Oh, So why do we celebrate it now, guys? For the same reason they celebrated back then, okay? That's why. To give thanks to God for His provisions, that's why. It's one of the last Christian holidays that people can't argue with. They could try to do the revisionist thing and try to put in other words. And by removing certain words, they can make you think that the whole, the whole compact that we looked at earlier was actually not... I mean, you know, like the guy that was reading, he could, he could read anything he wanted and... Because somebody in authority is reading it, we just seem to think that it's true. We'd, so, like, right? if, like, somebody in authority like, prison guards in authority, Okay, so, <laughs> see, the, even, it's funny, because this, this holiday coming up, even the atheists celebrate it, huh? Whoa! And you can't say, take Christ out of Thanksgiving, because it's <laughs> religious, and I don't want to be religious, so... You can't do that, right? <laughs> no. It's, but what, what needs to happen, guys, is see, we're, we're in a place that we can start breaking tradition. People, guys, I'm not, I'm not, I don't want to have to separate you. Seriously. Okay. Are you constipated? Can somebody let this guy go to the bathroom? Do you really need to go, dude? Okay. Can somebody just take him back there? Unlock the door or something for him? Thanks. Okay, so, guess what? So, what was my first question? What? you remember what my first question was? Where did Turkey come from? Where did Turkey come from? No, the main question that I asked when I started going into this whole history thing, the question was, where did Thanksgiving come from? That was the last question, not the first. Okay, that was the, the last major question, yes. Where did Thanksgiving come from? You know? That whole answer I gave you then is basically wrong. Thanksgiving didn't come from the pilgrims, really, per se. It didn't come from Francisco. <laughs> came from Florence? France. France. Came from England. No, it just came from thanks. Guess what? It came from more than all that. What do you think was the first biblical account? Yeah, now we're going to start getting into the Bible a little bit more here, okay? So what was the first biblical account of Thanksgiving? Can you think about it? You want to come out next week and tell me what you find? Uh, wasn't it like right before Let's see what the answer that Vanna White has for us. It is the Feast of Tabernacles. The Feast of Tabernacles. Okay, we're almost done here, but check this out. This is where it comes from. In Leviticus 23, 33-44. I'll read it because you guys don't like reading, right? And this is really tiny. So, this is the NIV. Then the Lord spoke to Moses. Somebody say, Moses! Moses. Yeah, yeah saying, Speak to the children of Israel, saying, The fifteenth day of the seventh month shall be the Feast of Tabernacles for seven days to the Lord. How many days? 
On the first day, there shall be a holy convocation. You shall do the customary work on it for seven days. You shall offer an offering made by fire to the Lord. On the, on the eighth day, you shall have a holy convocation. And you shall offer an offering made by fire to the Lord. Because it is a... What? Sacred assembly. Sacred assembly. And you shall do no customary work on it. I'm going to read from my paper because that is really hard to read, huh? These are the feasts of the Lord, which you shall proclaim to be holy convocations to offer an offering made by fire to the Lord, a burnt offering and a grain offering, a sacrifice and, a, and drink offerings, everything on its day, beside the Sabbaths of the Lord, besides your gifts, besides all your vows, and besides all your freewill offerings which you give to the Lord. Also on the 15th day of the seventh month, when you have gathered in the fruit of the land, this is cool, when you have gathered in the fruit of the land, you shall keep the feast of the Lord for how many days? Seven days. On the first day there shall be a Sabbath rest, and on the eighth day a Sabbath rest. And, on, and here we go. And you shall take for yourselves on the first day the fruit of the beautiful trees, branches of the palm trees, the boughs of leafy trees, and willows of the brook, and you shall rejoice before the Lord your God for how many days? This number just keeps coming up. You shall keep it as a feast to the Lord for seven days in the year. It shall be a statute forever in your generations. You shall celebrate it in the seventh month. You shall dwell in booths for how many days? Seven days. All who are native Israelites shall dwell in booths, that your generations may know that I made the children of Israel dwell in booths when I brought them out of the land of Egypt. I am the Lord your God. So Moses declared to the children of Israel the feast of the Lord. A booth? A booth is, well, I don't know, like, it's like a tiny booth. <laughs> Does that help? You ever, go to, you, you ever go to a fair and you see people booths that are about maybe 10 feet wide and they table and they try to sell things, a little shade over the top. It, it's kind of like that, maybe a little bigger, maybe a little smaller, but it's basically enclosed. It's a booth. Yep. Okay. It's like a giant tent. <laughs> so this, what's, what's really unique, I bet you didn't know this, this passage of scripture right here, I found ten times in the Bible. This whole thing. Almost word for word, every, ten, every time I found it. What do you think God's trying to tell us something here? It was important. And it's, he wants us to keep a feast for seven days. On the first day there shall be a Sabbath day. Now we know that we're not bound to the law. But we are bound to uh, certain principles that um, that are revealed to us, right? The principle here is what? It's remembering. He says it right here at the end. That your generations may know that I made the children of Israel dwell in booths when I brought them out of Egypt. I am the Lord your God. Oh, I'm sorry, right here. It shall be a statute forever in your generations. When, when you guys came in this, mor- this evening, I had a stack of chairs here. Believe it or not, it wasn't just my artistic side coming out. <laughs> What happened when um, Joshua crossed the Jordan? They, they took 12 stones. They took. A statue to yeah. Remember that. To remember that. So that when generations come by and say, hey, what's that stack of stones there for? You're supposed to be able to say, well, that stack of stones is there for us. You know, God created a way for us to cross the Jordan. And uh, so your answer then is when somebody says, what is Thanksgiving all about? Your answer should be, well, Actually, it was a Feast of Tabernacles. Uh, God wanted to had to set it up as a remembrance that God set us free from the Egyptians, that he had us cross through the, um, through the desert for 40 years, and we came out alive, we came out free, free people, we weren't enslaved. And that was actually the original Thanksgiving, in a nutshell. Very small nutshell. Get it? Got it? Feast of Tabernacles? Can you imagine living in a booth in your backyard for seven days? Yeah. <laughs> That'd be kind of crazy. Anyways, so here, here I just wanted to give you a few things that I believe that Thanksgiving is all about from this passage of Scripture. I believe you can find um, these five or, let's see, four points found in the Scripture as to what Thanksgiving is all about. Not just what Thanksgiving is for, but what it's about. Here we go. The first one is, it's all about relationships. They called it the sacred assembly relationships, a gathering of people that you care for. What do we do on Thanksgiving? We, we gather as family, right? We gather with the ones we care about, and we share a meal. 
when we give God thanks for, for the, his provisions in our life. The next one is, is reflection. The, um, God said, I made the children of Israel dwell in booths. He said, I want you to remember as a part of the, the Feast of, of Tabernacles is to live in booths for seven days. I want you guys to remember that when you came out, you had a place to stay. He didn't abandon you. We need to reflect on our past and praise God for his deliverance. Number four, remembering that your generations may know that I made the children of Israel dwell in booths when I brought them out of the land of Egypt. I am the Lord your God. And then, of course, food. <laughs> yeah, we're supposed to have food in the Feast of Tabernacles. And you shall take for yourselves the first day the fruit of the beautiful trees, the fruit, the branches, the palm trees. What usually grows on palm trees? Palms. Yeah. Uh, coconuts. And some palm trees grow coconuts. Some of them just grow these funky things. <laughs> but yeah, food, guys, we can eat. That's something to be happy about, right? You guys like food? Yeah. Okay. You guys are acting like you just had a bunch of turkey and you're like starting to go, starting to. Had a bunch of chicken? Like I just fed you a lot of information and you're like overwhelmed with <laughs> the turkey load. Anyways. <laughs> yeah, it's about food. So it's not about this careless indulgence of the, the, the cornucova where you open the mouth and you shove the food down your, your throat, which is not what the cornucova is all about, which we learned earlier. Though we do that, though, don't we? We just open up our pie holes and just shove it in, right? And let it come out the other side later. But we don't worry about that. We just want, feed me. Right? <laughs> See, but, but what we need to do is we need to let every bite we take this, this Thanksgiving, guys, we should be like, God, this is some good stuff. And not just be like, throw it out as like a, a profan- not a profanity, but like a, a, vain, a vain word, but be like, God, this is some good chow. <laughs> right on. You did some good work here, God. Uh, you know, I, I'm thinking this Thanksgiving, I'm going to be like, a little more mindful of not just like stuff in my face, but being like, God, this is really the work of your hand. You're letting me, you're letting me survive on, and I get to be a glutton for a day. Thanks. <laughs> no. But what, 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 this is what we've done. Check this out. Okay, it started out with how many days? The, 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 the celebration was seven days, right? The pilgrims kind of took it down a little bit. They had it for three days, and now we got it down to one day. If there's anything that the activists are going to try to attack in the years to come, who knows? Um, but they're going to try to take away everything that has to do with any kind of Christian re- religiosity. And uh, if they can do it with Thanksgiving, they're going to do it. And they'll probably call it um, some other funky thing like Day. Day of the Grateful Living or something. <laughs> you know. But we need to start standing, guys. You know, that's that you're going to hear that all the time. But Pastor Mike gave a, a prophecy to the church once, and um, I believe it to be really true. And you need to really grasp this if you can tonight and really listen to this one piece. There's going to come a time as we move further and further along in just history. What just happened right now is history, right? What's in the future is the future. What's happening right now is actually in the past, but it's now, even though it just passed again. There it goes. What's going to happen is that the dark is going to become darker, the light's going to become lighter, and you're going to have to choose. There's not going to be any gray area. And there's going to come a time where you're going to have to choose whether it's going to be all the way dark or it's going to be all the way you know, light. It's not going to be this faded area in here. The Bible calls it walking the fence or um, having one foot in the world, one foot out of the world. Um, in Revelations, it, it talks about him, God spitting you out of your mouth because you were neither hot nor cold. You were somewhere lukewarm in the middle. He said, oh, how I'd rather you be warm or, or, uh, or cold and not living in the middle. But because you are... Actually, another translation says vomit, <laughs> not just spit. Why do I bring this up? I have no idea. No. It's just because you guys need to know that what we're dealing with here, it's gonna, your Christianity it can't be mediocre. We're going to have to take a step in it up a notch. And that, that just doesn't come with your outward appearance and how you act around people. It becomes about your own personal relationship with God. Because once you get that solidified, then everything else will just fall into place. People won't have to wor- wonder if you really are a Christian or not. It's because you're, you're connected with the, with the Creator. You're not trying to k- connect with the Creator and have one hand in the world at the same time. You're if you take your hand out of the world and get both hands in the heavenly world, you know, up in the God's arms, 
then this, this horizontal stuff will just fall into place. But you need to get vertical with God. Does that make sense? So you don't have to keep Thanksgiving as a one-day event. That's what I'm trying also want to get at. You know, when we come to worship God, you guys did an awesome job tonight. Thank you so much for praying out loud and doing war in the heavenlies. That's effective, you know. When you, a thankful heart can't be an angry heart. If you, if you struggle with anger, try getting a grateful heart. Try, and be, try to be happy about what, what you actually do have. Don't be angry about what happened because there's so much. Why is it that we have so much good stuff on our side and then one little thing happens and we get so ticked off <laughs> and we forget about all the good stuff that God has done, you know? Isn't that crazy? But if we can reverse that role, how much more of a light will we be to the people around us? So, guys, what is your e- Egyptian story? What is your Egyptian story? And by that I mean, what is your salvation story? God delivered the, Egypt, the Egyptians. <laughs> the Israelites out of the Egyptians, right? The Egyptians' hands. You might not have ever been under any kind of slavery, per se, by human means, but we were all slaves to sin at one point, right? We've all come to salvation in Christ. So what is your salvation story? Did you want to say something there, bud? Oh, um, my finger. Because I live with parents who... I used to live with parents who weren't really aware of the Lord. And I just drunk all the time. And I bombed. Dad was a truck driver. Kind of thing. And I shot my finger off. And then I moved in with my grandma. And lived with her for like a year. And my grandma's really... She's like Pastor Jeff. Really? She's like on fire So that's your that's your Exodus story. Yep. Cool. So what what does that mean? How does that come about to your salvation? How did you get saved through all that? Pretty much your what? Your Moses. <laughs> well, that's cool, man. We have plenty to be thankful for, don't we? Mm-hmm. Just for the, but not just for the sake of being grateful, guys, but thankful to God. You know, there's times of hardship for all of us, but that is that doesn't dethrone God. It's, I don't know how why this happens, but it just seems like, <clears throat> you know, I've been here at the church. I'll be here for five years this February, and what I've seen the most of is that people pass away a lot during this time of the year. It's, it's weird. It's just like maybe they all decide to give up the ghost or something. <laughs> maybe they all completed their bucket list at the same time. Who knows? But, um, but it's crazy. And a lot of people come to know God during this time, and a lot of people come to not know God and walk away from God because of this time. There's a lot on the line here, isn't there? There's a lot to be thankful for. But if we're not thankful, even if we are through the hardships, what happens? We get angry. And when the anger gets out of control, it leads to even more sin. He's still in control, and that's more than enough to be thankful for. You know, we need to stir up, you've heard this before, this attitude of gratitude. And we need to be thankful for, for being God's chosen child. And just for that, I'm going to end with this clip, and we're going to pray, and we're going to split. But I just want you guys to keep a thankful heart this season, you know? We have a lot to be thankful for. And hopefully your Thanksgiving goes something like this.
Okay. Who would like to bless this fine meal? I will, Mimi. You know what, sweetie? That would be perfect. We would love that. Dear God, thank you for, thank you for turkey. Thank you for peas. And thank you for pie. And thank you for food. And thank you for butterflies. And then thank you for pink. And thank you for playtime. Thank you for cars. Thank you for bubbles. And thank you for gum, chewy gum. <laughs> Thank you for Barbies, and thank you for my friends. Thank you for princesses, and then thank you for eyes to see. Thank you for cars, thank you for pretty dresses. Or thank you for my skateboard and my bike. And thank you for riding my skateboard with me. And thank you for riding my bike with me. Oh, that's a good one. Thank you for pretty dresses. Thank you for yes, princesses. That's what I'm talking about. Thank you for butterflies. Thank for fairies, thank for chocolate ice cream, and thank for my chaplain, and thank you for corn candy, and thank you for crowns, gum, most all, thank you for my family. They're best friends in the whole wide world. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. 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 Nice. <laughs> Teeth falls out. Oh my gosh. Oh. <laughs> okay, Father God, thank you for this uh, this this whole Thanksgiving season, Lord God, this holiday season that we're even moving into. God, I pray that you help us to be thankful for everything that we have. And um, Lord God, we know it's just not about stuff, Lord God. It's not just about acquiring stuff. What is what good is that to have? If, if our ultimate goal is in heaven with you, God. Um, we, but we do thank you for the blessings that you give us, God, the provisions that you give us. You said that, um, that to look at the birds of the field and the air and how much the, uh, you provide for them and, and how much more would our Heavenly Father provide for us, God. You provided so much for us and you provided us a way out of sin, a way out of, of hell, a way out of death, God. You've provided a way to eternity with you and reigning with you forever, God. We thank you for your son, Jesus, this, this holiday season, this, this Thanksgiving season, God. We give you thanks for all of this, God. Create a thankful heart in all of our hearts as we move on into the Christmas, into the New Year's, dear God, and continue to build this within us, dear God, so that people will see that we are grateful people. We are, we are people that are living abundant lives because we're thankful for, for what our God has done for us, God. So, God, I pray for your anointing on every one of us here, for all the people that we prayed for this evening during worship time, God, that you would give us opportunities to reach into their lives and share the love of Christ with them. What a perfect time this holiday season would be for that when your son Jesus came and we celebrate that day. God, so we just give you this night. We thank you for the work you're doing. And we move forward in your name. Amen. All right, guys. See you in a month. We're going to do White Elephant. I'm, I'm sorry, I didn't, forgot to tell you guys this. But our next meeting is a White Elephant gift exchange, okay? You'll be getting something in the mail that tells you uh, all the specifics. But it will be here. And we're going to be doing that. There's also going to be a Keller, uh, Carol, caroling time <laughs> uh, that we're going to go out and do that. And that, that'll be in your, um, in your thing. So be looking forward to that, all right? We'll see you.